Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Searching for the loan that's right for your life or your business? The Bank of Clark County offers personal auto financing, personal loans and business lines of credit, mortgages and business real estate loans, home equity loans, personal and business construction loans, and more. Whether you're looking to upgrade your life or your business, the Bank of Clark County has the loan that fits. Visit your local Bank of Clark County branch or go to bankofclark.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. I'm Tamara Thomas, Editor-in-Chief of UrbanHealthToday.com, part of the DocWire family of medical news sites. And I want to thank you for tuning in to Urban Health Weekly. Our goal each week is to keep you informed of the latest in health and medical news right from today's headlines. It's time to empower yourself with open conversations about your medical care with news that matters to you. So are you ready? Let's get started. Happy New Year. Welcome to Urban Health Weekly. I'm back with Jackie and Lou. I'm not going to call you guys friends since Lou had an issue with me calling him my very good friend last week. I'm just going to say with my... uh, That's right. I guess my co-host will just say that. I don't want to get into me too trouble. Calling oh him. my God. So I know it's ridiculous, but I, I got well, got an issue with it. So right. we are where we are. So Called I'm going to, oh, <laughs> so I'm respecting his wishes and I will no longer refer to you guys as my friends. Uh, oh, all right. Well, happy new year all. Happy New Year to you too. Happy New Year. (laughs) What'd you guys do to celebrate? I know what I was doing. Quarantining. Quarantining over here as well. Tested positive. How delightful. (laughs) Me too. Everyone tested positive in my household. (laughs) What about you, Lou? Quarantining as well, but everybody around me had it. And for whatever reason, all my tests came, came back negative, which is almost a scientific impossibility as I was hugging people. That had it and, and all sorts. Oh, of- my gosh. Well, you said you had aches and pains, too. You felt like I had one day down. of aches and pains, but that's the day it was supposed to snow. And I don't know if it was simple. Oh, my pains. God. You know, he's totally backtracking now. He's trying to back out of the <laughs> wanna, he's trying wanna, to back out of the cabal. I want to Corona shame you guys, which is you a can't, topic. You can't Corona shame me. No, we took charge. I went and uh, all I had was like a mild, a little bit of a headache. And I only tested because I, there was a possibility I was going to be around New Year's around my parents. And I wanted to make sure. And lo and behold, I took hey. that, that vault test. That's what yeah. I, we ordered. The state of New Jersey paid for it. So 
that I really appreciated. They sent it to your house and, and you know how I feel about saliva. So that part was gross. Yes. Yeah. They give you a thing and you put your saliva in this thing. And I felt well, so bad. Well, they mailed it to you. I just want to be clear. Cause I have to tell you the nonsense they're doing here in New York. So they mm-hmm. mailed it to you and allowed you. Yes. The way they do it is you have to get on zoom and then they have a person who monitors while you this thing. And I was just mortified. I go, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Cause you know, that's my trigger. And Uh she she just checks. You have to show your, you know, you show your ID and blah, blah, blah. And then they walk you through it and then you fill up this little tube and then you attach it and then you seal it. It goes back into a thing and you mail it. And then it goes straight to the lab. You know, I was doing that. I forgot the lab that I was doing it from here. Uh, uh, I was paying like 50 bucks a pop because I didn't want to have to go and stand online and stuff like that. Okay. Was it a lab also? It goes to a lab. lab. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. That's probably pretty similar. Yeah. Send it FedEx. We do the whole saliva thing. Then we back FedEx. And then like a day and a half later, you get your results back. Yeah. And it's a PCR. It's supposed to be pretty, you know, pretty accurate. So Yeah. yeah, that came back positive. And I really didn't have any symptoms other than and so that one, and I was making a bet with my, with my son. I was like, uh, I bet I have it. He goes, I bet you don't, you wear your mask everywhere. And I go, well, you know, not at home. Around, he's around, the un- <laughs> yeah, not at home. And he's around his unvaccinated uh, family from the other side. So I was just like, anyway, he had to get, um, I took him as soon as I got the results, I took him to his pediatrician and they wow. did the old, you know, up the nose business. So wow. we're going to wait on those. That seems to take longer. That one's a little backed up. That will be like next week. We'll know the results, but you know, he had shortness of breath because he went running uh, back to how briefly he went back to the house to go get some fishing gear. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden he went from a full run to just like a walk. And I was like, wow. mm. yeah. So check the oximeter. But- I did. I've got that thing. I love that thing. And yeah, the oximeter is fine. It's all good. And I don't, uh, but you know, I think that qualifies as shortness of breath, I think. Yeah. And I mean, granted, I was thinking at the time I was like, Hmm, we need to get more physically fit. We're not getting enough exercise in, but maybe it was, uh, it could be a little of both. Probably. probably. Well, I, well, I have to tell you, uh, how, how I came to find out uh, about my, uh, uh status. So, so my daughter was exposed last week and, um, you know, I tested myself and I was negative, negative, negative. And then, you know, I had an appointment. She was supposed to get her flu shot with her pediatrician because I I didn't want to go stand on some line with her. Right. Um, So we went to the pediatrician. Pediatrician did the test. And um, was it the nasal swab? It was the nasal swab, right? But it was like the, it was like an antigen test. It wasn't like, yeah. you know. So she did the test. Then she came back ten minutes. She showed me, and then she immediately asked us to leave her office. Wow. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> "Please leave immediately." And then she said, "Jesus, protect me." <laughs> oh man! <laughs> she did. Get out! Voice of the Abigail Harm. I mean, she was like, "Please leave immediately through this door." And wow. yeah, I didn't ask any questions or anything because I had to stay calm because somebody had to stay calm because she was freaking out. Oh, and wow. uh, and then um, you know, after we left, she didn't feel very good about that. 
situation. She did not like how she was made to feel and I don't blame her. And I'm wondering if I should have a conversation with the pediatrician about it afterwards when the dust settles. Um, I don't know, I'm on the fence about that. But the other crazy thing that's happening here in New York is they're not giving us the tests. People have to well, line. That test is that test is 90 bucks if you were to buy it from the site. So New Jersey, luckily, it says what what state you're from, and then it automatically doesn't charge you when you're on that particular site. Otherwise, it would be $90. So but they're we're, we're not being charged. We're, but you have to stand in line like idiots. Yeah. So yeah. So, and, some, and somebody, you 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 go ahead and tell I'll, them. I'll tell you my tell story. Yeah. So, okay. So I, you know, I, I had been around so many people that that were infected. It was like I felt the scientific impossibility. <laughs> so then, then what what happened is I took a test and I did the self test. And it came back negative. But I'm there like, my curiosity has cost me 50 bucks and up every time. There's no way. <laughs> it cost me for free in New York City. So I went on the websites and I, I found a place that was allegedly giving it for free. And I, by the way, they're doing it by like, you know, you have to be in certain areas type thing. That, I, that nonsense. Oh, okay. Like by your zip code? Yeah. Yeah. So I picked an early, I picked an early, you know, I did it early in the day. And, and they're treating it like some stupid pop-up. Like it's like, you know, well, some, some, well, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Now, then, then, so then I get there, you know, and I was pretty much like getting there as they were getting started, but there was already 34 people ahead of me. Um, wow. it's, it's done out of the, so they have a truck. If you remember way back in the in the CD days of like Times Square or whatever, if you can remember. Yes, I remember that. You know, those vans that used to sell those bootleg VCRs, and really was the, <laughs> game the you, you, you know, and you had these like really shady characters. So that that's kind of what it felt like. They were doing it like out of the back of a truck, and then they had this little tent that you know people use for like barbecues that you get from Home Depot. So I, I had all of Black that. white uh, tents? <laughs> Actually, a blue. It was a blue pop-up okay. with, with, with right. feet. But, you, you know, a heavy wind would have blown it away. And they had these open-up tables or whatever. <laughs> they might as well have been playing three-card monthly game. <laughs> so, so I get to this thing. Okay, so 34 people are ahead of me. So I stood in line in the rain for an hour and a half. Now, if I oh. talk today, I'm telling you, it's not Omicron. Is I got a cold from stupid testing. What doesn't matter? <laughs> yeah, but we're all, we all have it anyway. We're all friends. We just give it to each other back and forth. Huh. So I, anyway, so what happened here was, um, you know, I, I get to there and then a person just gives me like an at-home test. And the test said at home because I brought it. Gives me an at-home test and then they sit down and watch me test. In the cold. Oh. In the cold. And like this whole thing was ludicrous. So then you got to wait 20 minutes for the results and whatever. And, and I was negative again, uh, thank God. And um, so, you know, I, whether I had it or not is undefined because I did wait five days between tests. But the thing is that I asked them like, well, why can't people just get these tests and give them out? You know, you're making everybody wait in the rain and they, they were kind of being apologetic, but that's not their orders that they have to do it so that they don't undercount the amount of cases. So, oh. so in two hours, they managed to test 34 people. If they would have given these tests out in two hours, they could have given out a thousand tests. 
Now, and I, then is there no oversight that you're actually doing the, the test? Is it's and it's rapid? Is that it? Because it's an antigen. It's not a PCR. Is that what's going yeah, on? Rapid test. You give you you give your information. They just they just want to have counts, I guess. Of, of okay. It was a team of seven people. Um, otherwise, I, I know people in Long Island. You just drive up to an area. They give them to you. They even give them to you in a little bag for a person. And you just drive away. You drive up, you get them, you drive away. I mean, to me, that's a lot more. More efficient. Right. And the four tests cover eight people or eight tests. So Well, actually, it's supposed to be, you know, you do one test and then you test yourself again 24 to 36 hours later. But, I mean, you can divvy it up among more people. So those ones give you an instant result within 20 minutes? 15 minutes, yeah. Yeah, because as you say, you know, every time you're going to get tested at home, you, you could say, okay, they're an at-home test, but if you blow them 90 bucks or, you know, that's, anybody, that's unaffordable for people. It, it's unaffordable. And what does that, you know, if you, if you don't have a lot of money and, and you know, you're poor or whatever that you're really going to think twice about that. So I, I do not like the New York city. I just got to go on record. I do not like the New York city strategy. Um, I think we could do a lot better. Uh, and we should also make these accessible to all and do them out of areas, do them out of distribution points that you're used to doing them, like a, a pharmacy or at least stand outside a pharmacy or something. You know, if you don't want to give it to the pharmacy to give out, just stand outside the pharmacy uh, or something and, and have it happen. But I, I, I really left a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, you would think the way they were doing this is like some damn sneaker pop-up event. Like, oh, if you roll up here, you'll get Nikes for $25. Not that that will ever happen, but you know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah. they act like it's like this big event and it's you, you know, it's not like they're at these places every day and, you know, you can make a plan and go there. It's literally like pop-up stuff where if you don't get there, it's just not happening. It's terrible. It's terrible. I would never stand online and do that. But I mean, thankfully I have the luxury not to do that. So in any event, after she got her uh, test result and the pediatrician ran us out of her office, didn't wow. even so much as give us any instructions or say, call me or anything like that. And just wow. kind of hanging. I know I have to rethink whether we want to continue. Yeah. But um, I, I had, you know, rapid tests at home. So I decided to test myself. And because there's no way when you have a, a you know, a a little one. there's no way you can uh, isolate. It's just not possible. You know, they need hugs, they need kisses, you know, yes. you their food, wearing a mask at home. It's like, it's one thing to wear a mask at school. It's a, home is a whole other thing. Um, you're their primary caregiver. It's just not possible. It's not, it's not feasible. So I tested myself and, and yes, it was a weak positive, but it was positive nonetheless. Okay. So have you had any symptoms that you know? Uh, just a mild headache, but that's about yeah, it. That's what I had, a mild headache. A mild headache, and then that, and then the next, I would say, a day, maybe thirty-six hours later, it was gone. Fatigue? Did you have yeah. fatigue? Just fatigue. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Fatigue. Yeah, but not even that terrible is what I had. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, because I kind of well, always fall asleep at my desk anyway. Those so vaccines. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I would say thank goodness for the for the booster. Thank I agree. Yeah. I'm so glad I have that booster. Because just imagine how much worse our symptoms would have been had we not been vaccinated. I remember yeah. how I got hit like a ton of bricks last year when there was no vaccine, when everything shut down. Oh my oh. God, it was terrible. My eye oh. was bloody. 
I had such oh. a horrible headache that I thought I was going to have a stroke. Oh then, yeah. my God. Yeah, it was really, really bad. I didn't even know that I'd lost my sense of smell until I got my sense of smell back. <laughs> ah, uh, I don't feel like I lost my sense of smell. Probably not this time around, but yeah. last year, you know, was, sure. I mean, I, yeah, I got, the only thing I didn't have was I didn't have any chest involvement. I didn't have any coughing or sore throat okay. or anything like that. It was all upper respiratory and all in my head. Ooh. So this okay. mild headache this year was nada. It was nothing. Right. Yeah. So I that's have- probably what's playing out all over the Northeast right now. And it's going to be spreading across the country. And I like don't know. Wildfire. Yeah. Exactly. That's the term that I keep using to describe it. It's like a wildfire. It's absolutely bananas. And who knows how, you know, you get it exactly. Like this person tests all the time that we were exposed to all the time. There's no reason. Yeah. Person's last test was a negative test. And then I get a text the the next day. Like, I'm so sorry to tell you, I tested positive. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, you know, when you try everything in your power to to be safe, and then it ends up being right in your backyard. Oh, just yeah. yeah. Our pediatrician told me I got to wear a mask around my little guy, and <laughs> that I should crack the windows and all that stuff. But I don't, you know, a I think it's too late, but I'm doing yeah. it anyway. Uh, <laughs> so the house is freezing, and I'm pretty sure the dog has it too because the dog is extra clingy. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to keep the dogs away from me too, because I don't want them to get it. Right. I think it's too late for the dogs, the dog yeah. and the cats at my house. So uh, in any case, um, it's really hard. And so I was upstairs and my little guy was downstairs and I kept saying, Hey, how you doing over there? And he was like, I'm good. And meanwhile, he was hitting the freezer and eating all kinds. Of- I go downstairs the next day and I see all the detrius of multiple you know, fudge pops. He was getting oh into <laughs> video gaming and eating fudge pops. And I was like, oh boy, he was not fully supervised. That's just like, you know. Wow. <laughs> well, thankfully she's been eating a lot of fresh stuff. She's been craving strawberries and her apples and stuff like that. And she has ah. a strong appetite. She doesn't even want her usual pizza, believe it or not. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And when I asked her, you know, why she didn't want her pizza, she's like, I just want this stupid coronavirus to be over with. Oh, I'm very impressed. Yeah, she's like, I'm very impressed. Stupid coronavirus to be over with. I just want it gone. So no pizza until I'm better. (laughs) Wow. That's impressive. That's some self-control right there. Yeah. So that's her stance. Unfortunately, I'm eating Chinese food. And, <laughs> you know, I'll eat it. Yeah, I, I was not doing whole food plant-based yesterday. I just went right into a rotisserie chicken. Like, I didn't wow, mess around. Man, all right. Okay, I hear you. Well, rotisserie is pretty good if you're going to have something. At least it's not like fried chicken or something. No, rotisserie. And, I, you know, I made a chicken soup out of it, and I ate that. So, Oh, terrific. Yeah. That sounds well, yummy. So um, on a related subject, um, and, and getting into things that no one knows what the answer is really to, uh, the uh, CDC has now uh, changed uh, times of quarantine and when Ooh, to Oh, yes, they changed it from 10 days to five days. Ten and days then, to five days. So your first five days, and, so your first five days, you quarantine at home. And then- Are we the, going the five days from when you get the positive? Five days from the day you test positive, yes. Okay. 
And then days six through 10, you have to mask up. So you can go back to your regular activities, but you must be masked. Okay. So it's still technically a 10 day, uh, except that, you know, only five of them are in isolation. It's not as hard at 10 days. Okay. So listen to this. Uh, New York City ER doctor uh, breaks down how Omicron affects the boosted, vaxxed, and unvaccinated. Now this, I want to know. I'm making like little quiet bets in my mind. I'm very interested in hearing that. Yeah, so this is Dr. Craig Spencer. He uh, basically says, every patient I've seen with COVID that's had a third booster dose has had mild symptoms. By mild, I mean mostly sore throat. Lots of sore throat. Also some fatigue, but maybe, maybe some muscle pain. No difficulty breathing, no shortness of breath. All a little uncomfortable, but fine. And then from there, it goes downhill. As most patients I've seen that had two doses still had mild symptoms, but more than those who had received the third dose, more fatigue, more fever, more coughing, a little more miserable overall, but no shortness of breath, no difficulty breathing, mostly fine. For those who just had the one shot of the J&J vaccine and never took a booster, the situation isn't as good. So those patients he's seen had one J&J and had COVID were worse overall. They felt horrible, fever for a few days or more, weak, tired, shortness of breath, and coughing. But no one needed hospitalization. No one needed oxygen. Not great, but not life-threatening. Okay. And then there are the unvaccinated, who by all data are being hospitalized at a rate 15 times or more more than the vaccinated. And almost every single patient that he's taken care of, he says, that needed to be admitted for COVID has been unvaccinated. Everyone with profound shortness of breath, everyone whose oxygen dropped when they walked, everyone needing oxygen to breathe regularly. So his recommendations are pretty simple. Get vaccinated if you haven't and get a second dose if, if uh, something uh, like you've used the J&J shot, you know, get the booster. It's available to you, I think, after two months or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. And oh, they're the showing that the J&J, okay. if you have two shots of the A&J, the J&J, uh, efficacy goes up to 85 percent. Mm-hmm. So that's right. So he says, so now, no matter your political affiliation or thoughts on masks or where you live in this country, as an ER doctor, you trust with your life. If you rolled on into my emergency room at 3 a.m., I promise you that you'd rather face the oncoming Omicron wave vaccinated, is what he said. All right. So, I mean, we're living proof of it, right? You know, mild. That's playing out in our household because my little guy between 12 and 15 is not boostered yet. But Uh, a little bit more than I have, and I'm boosted. uh, And I heard they're going to start doing the booster for 12 to 15 year olds, but I I don't know the exact details. Yeah, they're they're. It's up for recommendation. The clinical trials have come in, but you want to hear something crazy? What's that? And um, and now parts of the UK are doing the world's biggest clinical trial because they're starting to vaccinate their people for the fourth dose. Oh, oh yeah, they're not, they're not playing. Yeah, they're not playing. So we'll be able to take the data from there to see what the results are without having to go through a full clinical uh, trial uh, as to uh. those. And third doses on kids are just moving in, in the same order in which they were moving. Uh, so, you know, for those with children, um, after six months, you should be able to give your child a vaccine. It isn't approved yet, but it's it's looking that way. 
It's looking like it's in the the, the, yeah. the okay. Well, that's good. And I, you know what? And I'll I'm gonna get on my soapbox and I'm gonna say this one thing about the 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 boosters. You know, this government sat and played around and listening to the who and all their nonsense about we don't need a third vaccination because other countries need it and all of that. And that may well have been the case, but we're in this pickle now because we were being reverse elitist, okay? We were being- Oh, I don't know about that. You think that's the case? Yeah, absolutely. Because if, the, if people have been encouraged to get their booster sooner, we wouldn't have the record numbers of, of people uh, sick now if, if we had gotten our booster sooner. That's, you think that's what you think that's what the who was saying. Is that how you interpret that we don't it? Need, that we don't like, need booster because other countries need to need to get their first shot. Yes, that's what that's. Exactly I was interpreting it. This is how I interpreted it. Yeah, I interpreted it like um, uh, you're giving um, you're getting a second life vest while everybody around you is drowning. And that that's how that that's how I was interpreted that that it was a case where we weren't prioritizing getting more out there. That's how I interpret it. We're so busy focusing on getting boosted that we're not even get, making sure that the poor countries are getting vaccinated. And that might be why, <coughs> excuse me, Omicron, um, why that might be why um, we have these variants and that it spread like wildfire. Right. Is that how you don't see it that way at all? Both things can be true. You know, it doesn't have to be. It didn't have to be either or. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's okay. what that's what I think I'm trying to say. Ah, so busy that, saying, well, you don't food. need it. You don't need it. They need it more than you do. And that was not the case. That should have never been the case. We're saying that's a false equivalency. Right. But that's, that's not what, that's what I mean. That's what I mean by the, the reverse. Ah, I get it. Well, you're okay. a rich country. You can do without it. No, actually, we can't because look at where we are now. We may be a rich country, but we're very poor on health relative to other countries. Okay. okay. All and right. So, I, yes, I agree that other countries should absolutely have access to the vaccine. I'm not arguing that, but their stance was, you don't need a third vaccine, America. You don't need a third, uh, a third uh, vaccine, UK. You don't need a third a vaccine, European Union. You've got to get out of the way and give it to these other countries. How dare you? How dare you, you know, uh, hey, you know make do you think that they were also saying that you need to provide or you need to order these corporations to make sure they're making enough and not just provide it to wealthy nations? You didn't think that there was like he was saying a little bit that there was a, like an obligation to provide for poor people and poor countries yeah. as well. well. But they were providing for other countries. It's not like they weren't providing for other countries. Mm -hmm. What they wanted was they wanted to, them to give up their Prioritize. Patents. Yeah. They okay. wanted, well, A, they wanted them to give up their patents and, and let them, you know, give up their okay. intellectual property, yeah. which I don't necessarily agree with. And B, they were saying that you don't need it. They need it first. Yeah. You've already had your, your, your two shots. Now it's their turn. I, I kind of see it like there was a, like it was about giving up the patents. Go ahead. Yeah, you? here's my thing. I, I, I like the analogy about the life vest and what do you do with it. But, you know, okay, so I'm a, a strong swimmer and I got a life vest. Maybe I should give it to somebody else. But I've got to be able to hand it off to somebody else, put it on them. It's more involved than just like, hey. Aha, uh -huh. okay. 
So with the vaccine, it's not about getting And the then vaccine. if the current is carrying you under, it's carrying yeah. everyone under. Yeah. It, it's not about getting, well, there's a few things here to, to unravel. So let me, I got about two or three points here. Yes. The first one is that it's not just about getting that vaccine to these areas. It's about creating distribution networks where people go. You're getting the people vaccinated to areas where they trust. Sometimes these uh, under underserved countries don't even have a, a proper road system. Uh, the villages okay. are all over the place. It has to be refrigerated. There has to be controls from point A to point B. They have to be people that give it out and, and give it out to the right people and give it out in the right way. So there's a whole distribution network here at play. It's not just the vaccine because, believe it or not, we got plenty of that vaccine. We just don't have, and I hate to use this term, the supply network. Secondly, you know, what the WHO did not take into consideration is that the United States and some of the European countries have some of the oldest populations on Earth. Our average age ah. is way past some of the average ages in other countries. Yeah. Therefore, our death rate, and because of obesity and some conditions that exist And comorbidities, here, yeah. Yeah, and comorbidities. Okay. That rate hasn't been stellar, you know? In, in fact, our death rate is like number 20 or 25. That you would think for a country that had all the vaccines and all yes, that, we'd we're, be number we, one. We also so, have a sicker population. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Older, much older. Sicker and older, You yes. know, and, and, and this is one where there's almost a direct correlation between age and death rate. So yeah, you know, I get it, but the death rate here is a little bit higher. Um, the fact that person A in the United States is getting the vaccine does not preclude person B from somewhere else from getting it. Yes. What's preclude that would be the false equivalency that Tamara was saying. Okay. Yes, two They're things can related. be true. What, okay. what's, cre what's creating a backlog is the infrastructure that's set up in, in, in some of these not, not so developed countries. So those infrastructures are keeping people from getting the information that they need, getting proper information. God knows, they, America itself, we have more news stations than whatever, and we get, we get it wrong. So Tamara, you're saying it could be a case where, it could be a case where they're giving up their patents, and then Lou is saying, and, they give up their patents and it doesn't even get to the people. There's no infrastructure for it. Yada, yada. It gets into that hole. And they don't even necessarily. And they won't benefit from it. But this is not something you can just do in somebody's garage. There's a very strict manufacturing protocol here. You can kill a lot of people with a dead, with a bad batch. So you have to be very, very careful. And it has to be refrigerated to be effective. There's a lot of protocols that have to be followed. All right. That's making a lot of sense, what you guys are saying. Yeah. I just don't like the, the who, you know, making this the, uh, this kind of, you know, judgment call. Moralistic judgment yeah, call. Yeah, this moralistic, right. thank you, moralistic judgment call and saying, hey, you guys, you big guys, mm -hmm. you get out of the way because it's, it's their turn. Mm -hmm. That's not your call to make. Right. That's not your call to make. And, and if the who was... Uh, actually intervening in these countries and setting up distribution networks and helping them, I'd be the first one giving them 50 bucks or whatever, or whatever a good contribution is, because that's well-deserved and that's money well spent.
BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB. MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire 7 days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. But right now, the way it's working is like, you know. And then because of who stepped in and weighed in on this and, and, and took this moral stance, the CDC followed suit and dragged their feet on approving the, the, the third shot for people. And this is why we are where we are now. And this could have been avoided if, if, um, if our government had stepped in sooner and said, hey, okay, it's been three months, six months. It's time to get boosted, people. You know, even the uptake on the boosters, was it like one in seven people at this point? That uh, one in seven for the kids. Uh, not sure about the No, boosters, I think it's one in seven. No, there's no yeah, boosters they, for we, children. We still don't even it's have one in a, seven yeah. people getting the, the third, well, you know, the booster. How long do you have to wait in New York to get the booster? Like in New Jersey, they were asking it to be six months. Six months. Yeah, it's a six months. But the definition of fully vaccinated is still not boosted. Yeah, so that's it's a still one if it's changed. So you can go into a restaurant here and say, "Oh, I'm fully vaccinated." When you're not boosted, and I've tried to do it on the app as as late as last yes, week. Yes, me too. And you cannot put the booster. You in. can't put the booster in. It's still looking for your second. It's, it's ridiculous. still looking for your second shot, and you're fully vaccinated rather than boosted. So, yeah. so you know, yeah. put that one, New York, in your pipe and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at everybody. quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 50 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Anyway, well, yeah, let's, let's, let's take a break and we'll come right back. Okay. Frenchman to Oak Street, Tremaine, Gentilly, and the CBD. V102.3, WHIVFM. The vibe of the city for human rights and social justice. WHIV 102.3 FM. All right, and we're back. So 
so we kind of uh, we we went. I got on my high my my uh, soapbox in the last segment, and I had to <laughs> some venom about this this whole who anyway. So let's get to the the topic at hand, which are the medical advances that we missed while we were keeping our eye on COVID nineteen, and there are some really good ones. So. COVID-19 has been all-consuming. For nearly two years, the world has been focused on the race for vaccines, the pressures on providers, the best testing protocols, and simply staying safe. COVID-19 also showed some research efforts, but scientists still managed to seek solutions for many other pressing concerns, Alzheimer's disease, maternal mortality, and prostate cancer among them, that have bedeviled patients for decades. So here are eight uh, medical advances that we may not have noticed while we were busy paying attention to COVID. Number one, rolling MRIs into hospital rooms. There's a machine that's called a swoop MRI, which was created with input from Yale Medicine in New Haven, Connecticut. And it has received FDA approval and is already at work in several US hospitals. It's a portable MRI, it's a weaker magnet. Uh, and what's great about it is that uh, you can roll it from room to room. So if you have a frail patient or a patient that can't be moved, you can bring the swoop into their room. It's about the size of a small refrigerator. And you can do the MRI right there without having to move the patient. The other great thing about the swoop is it's around $100,000, not a million dollars for like the regular MRI machines with the, the stronger magnets that you have to take everything off and you have to make sure you don't have any metal in your body, et cetera. Otherwise it'll just rip through you, um, which is great, which means smaller hospital systems can, can scrape together and, and afford it. So that's one really cool thing. Mm -hmm. Then, and that's going to save lives. So. That's absolutely to save lives. And also, you know, I had a family member who had to be uh, recently uh, had a cerebral event and uh, we had to wait days in order to get for the MRI because it was so backed up. And this is the kind of thing where a portable one would have at least made for a quicker clinical decision. Yes. And you still end up having to get the official, the big MRI, but you would have known faster and you wouldn't necessarily have to wait three days in line just to, you know, get some sort of clarity for them to make a decision. That's right. Right. That's really helpful. That's yeah. a good one. So what's yeah. number two? Number two, zapping prostate cancer. Oh, yeah. So a promising new approach that succeeded at leveling prostate cancer is called Lutetium 177 PSMA-617. It basically drives radiation directly into a cancer cell while sparing the healthy tissue around it. The method uses uh, a compound called PSMA-617 to hone in on a protein found almost exclusively in prostate cancer cells. Then a radioactive particle carried by the compound blasts the cancer cells wherever they are. So basically it's like a, you know, a, a cancer seeking missile. Right. Uh, you know. Yeah, and this is for metastatic cancer. So there, there's two types of prostate cancer, you know, one that hasn't metastasized. But I believe that this one is being used for the metastatic ones where the uh, cells have kind of wandered off um in 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 the rest of your body so it seeks them out anywhere yeah uh, it's not only that's impressive mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's for, it's for the more advanced forms of the disease mm-hmm. and for patients whose condition is uh, deteriorated despite standard treatments. Right. So this, this feels very hopeful. Yes, good news. Yeah, prostate cancer now uh, with the advanced blood test is usually caught at an early stage, at stage one. But there still are instances where it's stage two, stage three, stage four. So this is more for a stage three and a stage four. Uh, where it's not as curable as a stage one or a stage two. So this is... Uh, or for cancers that has not responded to traditional treatment. Traditional treatments, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Number three, solving sickle cell disease. In research conducted at Boston Children's Hospital, scientists used a virus to switch off the gene that triggers cells sickling. The patients subsequently produced healthy red blood cells and nearly all were able to discontinue the blood transfusion sickle cell disease often requires. The study that they did followed six patients for a median of 18 months and found that the treatment completely halted the disease more severe symptoms. Next up is a trial of 25 patients. Meanwhile, sickle cell disease researchers elsewhere are studying other gene editing techniques. All these approaches look promising and we need a lot more research to determine if one or another is better, they say. This is very exciting it's news. It's very exciting. Oh gosh, have you ever met anybody who was having a crisis? I, when I worked in the hospital, there was a young girl who's like 21 and she was suffering. I just couldn't believe how painful it was for her. Right. I felt so bad. Yeah, sorry, they're they're staying away from opioids on this uh, because then they they become addicted. Well, that's the other problem is that you're in such pain, you know, a lot of doctors misinterpret that pain as as drug-seeking behavior and it's Mm -hmm. not. There was a whole New York Times article on this woman who had sickle cell. Oh, and they weren't believing her. Her pain was severe. Right. And what happened is she was running out of her pills sooner than normal because she just was in just terrible pain because basically sickle cell disease is when the uh, blood cells are not round, but they're shaped like crescents, like sickles. And what happens is they get clogged and stuff because they don't move through the blood vessels as easily. So what happens is it deprives the body of oxygen and it causes tremendous pain as it moves through your body. And so sometimes you run out of your medications and doctors get very scared because they don't want to be brought up on stringing pe- mm-hmm. pe- patients out for opioid abuse and they don't know what to do. And so they drop the patient because they don't want to risk their license. They don't want to, they don't want to get into that, uh, into that kerfuffle and patients are just left suffering. They go to emergency oh. rooms and they don't get help because doctors think that it's drug seeking behavior. They don't realize how painful mm-hmm. uh, sickle cell is. And so this is great on um, this gene editing technology that is safe and effective and is going to uh, end a lot of suffering. My, my feeling is from what I'm seeing and what I know now of money's being spent, because you always follow the money on these things. Anyway, I do. Whenever there's money being spent yes, in serious, do. yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> serious research uh, going on. I would say that for once, people are taking this disease seriously, which is a great thing. Number two, it's being now finally resourced after many, many years of being under-resourced. So overdue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I think that we are anywhere from three to five years to see the, from having treatments that actually make a difference in the lives of people that have it or an outright cure with this gene therapy. Wow. Number four, saving mothers' lives. When a woman's uterus fails to contract after childbirth, 
tremendous blood loss can ensue, possibly leading to an emergency hysterectomy or even death. In fact, postpartum hemorrhage affects three to 10% of all childbirths in the United States and causes more than one third of childbirth related maternal deaths worldwide. Treatment options include medication that don't always work and inserting a balloon to put pressure on the uterus, much like exerting pressure on a cut that comes with risks and must remain in place for a day. But providers now have another option. A new vacuum device aids natural post-birth contraction, putting pressure on leaking blood vessels. The FDA approved device, which is called the Jada Vacuum Uterine Tamponade, which is very logical since it's like what the body is supposed to do. Also, the vacuum is used for less time than the balloon, roughly two or three hours. For moms, that's a big deal because it makes it easier to breastfeed to get out of bed and bond with their child. The vacuum controlled bleeding in a median of three minutes and successfully treated 94% of participants according to the study, which was funded by the device's manufacturer, Olivia Health. In comparison, other research put the balloon's effectiveness at 87%, which is still pretty awesome. Right. You know, these are these dying. Um, this is great for a woman with postpartum hemorrhaging. This could be a game changer. This could mean the difference between you walking out of the hospital with your child or your child going home without a mom in some instances. And this is a very important for the United States where our mortality rate, both mother and child. Deplorable. Yeah, really embarrassing. Yeah. You know, very, it's not in line with how much money we got. That's for sure. Number five, a reborn anterior cruciate ligament, which is the bane of every athlete's oh my gosh. existence, oh. that ACL. <laughs> if it isn't the ACL, it's the meniscus, but it's all about the knee. No, it's all mm-hmm. career ending. The most effective repair option has been removing the ruptured ACL, harvesting a graft from the shin or elsewhere, sewing that tissue into the knee and hoping both surgical sites heal well. But uh, as of December 2020, the FDA approved a simpler, more natural method. It's called Bridge Enhanced ACL Restoration, or BEER for short. They basically stimulate the ACL to heal itself. So the approach involves placing a protein-based sponge prepared with some of the patient's own blood between the torn ACL ends. Then what happens is the blood promotes the connection between the two ACL pieces to the sponge and ultimately to each other. So far, the approach has been tested on more than 100 patients. In a May 2020 study, patients and physicians reported that Bayer performed as well as the standard repair and without the graft surgery that can cause ongoing pain or weakness at the donor site. MIOC Orthopedics, which has the worldwide exclusive license for the Bayer implant, has already begun making it available through orthopedic surgeons in the United States. That's fantastic. That's pretty I like, exciting. I like well, using I, the body's intelligence to heal itself. Well, you know, I, you know, I, from my experience with judo and martial arts, you know, we had a lot of people with torn ACLs. And I remember that, you know, getting that surgery, it's not like in football where you're at the surgeon the next day. You know, you got to go a couple of months uh, without it. And what they would recommend is a lot of bicycle training, a lot of exercise, believe it or not, on that torn ACL because it does start healing itself. Um, now it's not going to heal itself hundred percent properly, but you know, it's a lot better that it's partially healed when you go under the knife than not healed at all. So, uh, this is really great. So what is that supposed to do? It brings inflammation to the area, the bicycling. The bicycling does a lot of blood flow and and the body and it promotes, uh, believe it or not, some, some self healing into the area. 
um, you know, mm. or sort of bicyclist like me, it'll give you a lot of inflammation, a lot of inflammation anyway. But that blood flow, that extra blood flow, your body starts the process on its own. Yeah. But this is one where you do need that little extra boost. And this this sounds like a great therapy. I like it a lot. I like the yeah. idea of it. I like using the body to help itself. It's almost homeopathic. <laughs> okay. A breakthrough obesity medication. For the first time since 2014, a new obesity medication has hit the market, offering hope to the 78 million Americans who face the many risks of excess weight cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and complications from COVID-19 now, among others. And the new medication, semaglutide, also known as Wegovi, is significantly more powerful than its predecessors, according to research that helped it garner approval from the FDA. They said they've seen one and a half to two times the amount of weight loss compared to other medications. In fact, semaglutide recipients lost nearly 15% of their body weight on average, compared with 2.4% among controls. Semaglutide, an injectable medication, is not entirely new. A synthetic version of a natural hormone that quells appetite, it's already used to treat type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. But the obesity trials paid for by pharmaceutical company Novo Nordisk use a much higher dose. High doses haven't been studied long enough to identify long-term side effects, but the recent research reported mild to moderate gastrointestinal issues that lessened over time. Over 40% of US adults have obesity and the number who are getting a pharmacologic treatment is under 3%. Part of the challenge is educating primary care providers that providing evidentiary-based obesity care includes consideration of medication. I'm always, I'm always nervous around obesity meds. <laughs> uncomfortable with the, the medication that says keep eating the way you're eating will just give you something to take the fat away well it just doesn't take the fat away this just doesn't this keeps you kind of like from raiding the fridge at midnight uh, because i don't know that i'm hungry when i raid the refrigerator yeah that's an excellent point uh, jackie that she's not necessarily when she's raiding the fridge at night that it's not because she's hungry it's not really hunger <laughs> it's yeah. a craving but yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because know. a lot of, a lot of uh, f uh, people overeating, it doesn't have anything to do with hunger. A lot of it has to do with stress. A lot mm. of it has to do with self-soothing. A lot of it has to yeah. do with Yeah, with it's mood, complicated. With mood yeah. eating. Yes. Uh, you know, mm. if you're upset about something, you know, so there's a lot of uh, factors that go into, uh, what, what's that, the, the, the editor-at-large guy? Um, from Vogue, what was his name? Uh, Andre. Oh, Andre Leontali. Yeah, he talked a lot about you know how his his struggle with with his weight, and a lot of it came from eating a lot of the comfort foods that he associated with oh, his grandma. His grandmother would give family. him comfort food, yeah. and that's what he constantly self soothed himself with. So yeah. I don't know that tamping down the hunger, a gene. By the way, I'm I'm very uncomfortable with you know with using a hormone to. But that's a, that's yeah. another thing. I, I but, see that they're already using it for type two diabetes. I mean, that's a little bit reassuring, but I still have fear of, remember FenFen? I'm still afraid oh, of FenFen. Oh, yeah. 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 FenFen was an amphetamine, more of an amphetamine. Yeah. I remember FenFen very well because I, I kind of worked on that, on the marketing side for that drug and we had to pull it uh, uh, because it really was, it also made crazy. 
But um, Lewis is a man of many industries. Go ahead. Many, no, I was going to say pharmaceutical industry, but you know, every once in a while we get a clinker, you know, a clinker. But, um, but uh, you know, if you look at if you look at insulins, um, you know, there's about 20 insulins out there in the marketplace, and doctors try to give you the right one for your type of diabetes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But one of the things that they started finding was that these insulins actually started having an effect on your weight. And, and, oh, and then they said, oh, wait a minute, you know, we'll prescribe it for the weight loss. And it did get, it did get approval because, you know, the, the, the potential benefits are less than the harm. Meaning if you have the harm of obesity and you have the benefits of this drug, the, the benefit, the harm ratio is on the and positive side. And that's always a, that's okay. always a, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, I don't know how but, I am okay. But number one, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of pop-up sites that have come on where you kind of talk to a doctor via Zoom. Not that I have a problem with people talking to doctors via Zoom, but in this particular case, you're not even talking to a U.S. doctor via Zoom. Oh. Uh, you're getting counseling. It's a whole, there's a whole it's lot. It's a whole of, industry. It's a cottage industry no possibility here. Uh, but. But at the end of the day, um, you know, it's just pill. It's 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 the same thing that you see in the ED uh, side of things, and and all that. You know, these are drugs that have very very small side effects, so they're not killing anybody, so they don't get sued a lot. That said, I think we've got a lot of malnourished people in this country. That's true. People that are not nourishing themselves the proper way, that or is so just true. stocking up on carbohydrates. And I think that the malnourishment does uh, uh, focus around the poor more because, you know, the supermarkets cater to them. The couponing caters to them, you know, the whole, the whole, hey, here, get, get all these carbs and you won't be hungry. Yeah, you're not hungry, but you're also not getting nourished. And the more nourishing food has exorbitant prices. If you get the organic stuff, you know, just go to Whole Foods one day and and shopping and just to yes. come home with a little shopping cart. Vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> so that's that's my two cents on that. I, I'm glad it's there, but this needs I'm glad it's there for people that that, that are, you know, at their wits' end, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. But I but I think be... people need to be re-educated on you have to relearn your relationship with food first. So I don't know that injecting, anyway, I, I don't want to be preachy about it, but you, you kind of have to relearn your relationship like, like you did, you know, like you, Jackie, you, you, yes. you changed your diet, you started, yes. you know, the, the fasting, you're getting yep. your exercise now, it's you're eating process. More, yeah. much more natural, you know, foods, that's process. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's relearning that relationship with, yes. so I don't know that an injection does that, but okay, let's give it, it's, you know, let's give it a shot and see what happens. Fair enough. Next up, the first blood test for Alzheimer's disease. Wow. Randall Bateman, MD, a Washington University School of Medicine and St. Louis neurologist is thrilled to have contributed to the first blood test for Alzheimer's disease which is a devastating condition that affects as many as almost 6 million Americans. Back in 2017, though, as Bateman geared up to share the discovery that would enable the test, he worried about his peers' reaction. After all, scientists were convinced that the blood market marker he studied couldn't predict the disease. But the WUSTL method was much more sensitive and direct than prior approaches. The resultant, called Precivity AD, 
effectively detects the amyloid plaques that are a hallmark of Alzheimer's disease and has proven as accurate as the previously used tools of a spinal tap ooh, or positron ooh. emission tomography, a PET scan, which are far more costly and complex. The test developed by a company called C2N Diagnostics that Bateman co-founded has been available to physicians since October, 2020, when it received approval through a federal lab certification program and is now awaiting approval from the FDA. Oh man. Um, man, I didn't know I had to take a spinal tap for that. Oh yeah, that's part of the reason why that, that uh, what is that, the new drug that, that Pfizer just came Adu up with? Aduhelm. Aduhelm, yes. That's why Aduhelm is running into a lot of barriers because you, you've got to um, have the diagnosis first and those diagnostics are very expensive mm -hmm. and very time consuming. Uh, so that's, you know, that's a bit of a barrier. I mean, there's right. also issues like Jackie, you were talking about. Oh know, yeah, like sometimes yeah. patients are just not, you know, agreeable to getting it done. Right, because it's a very painful and, diagnostic. Yes. Yeah. Right. So a yeah. blood test is actually right That's on. exciting. Yeah. 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 Well, we kind of yeah. knew that this was going to happen once once yeah. they were the, these once yeah. these technologies, you know, became available to I guess I'm going to put air quotes yeah. to treat Alzheimer's. Yeah. The, it's it was inevitable that the diagnostic market would be like raised right. by that. Right. One, one yes. of the controversies, one of the mm -hmm. controversies with Alzheimer's is and one of the reasons why companies are staying away from these drugs, uh, doing these drugs is that the insurance industry does not always reimburse for a lot of these tests. So you gotta be in a really bad stage of it and completely, totally symptomatic beyond help of the drug for the insurance company to agree to give you the test. Yet you gotta start the drug off early. Right. So one of those, it's like a catch 22. Yeah. So what's happening is people usually don't get the diagnostics until they like have serious Alzheimer's uh, usually it's a caretaker that takes you in to just get the diagnosis. And by then the drugs are useless. Whatever was going to happen, it's like waiting for a person to have stage four cancer before you can even be treated. Yes. So, there's a lot of lobbying now being done by AARP uh, to, um, to have these diagnostic tests and better and easier diagnostic tests developed and covered by insurance so that these tests can be done um, whether it's a blood test or a psychological test or other, other tests, if you can pass these tests and you become eligible for the medication. If that's going to happen, then there's a whole pipeline of drugs that are out there that haven't been approved yet. And a lot of, they haven't even gone into clinical trials yet because by the time they give it to you, it's too late. Yeah. You know, the, these drugs have to be given to you at, at your 60s and 70s before cognitive deterioration significantly yeah. happens. Yeah. And by the way, slightly unrelated, Adjihom just dropped their price. So that was oh, another interesting. Yeah. So yeah. that I think they may have cut their price by yeah. by half. Yeah. I've got to look that up again. But I but I saw that and I was like, well, it's about damn time because that yeah. thing was so expensive. Yeah, actually there's an article in the New York Times a couple of days ago um, on the um, oh, really? on, okay. and on the insurance. Yeah, we'll we'll that. bring that yeah. up next time too, because yeah. that's that's interesting. Let's not forget that, Mr. Producer. And finally <laughs> Right. Ecstasy brings relief from severe post-traumatic stress disorder. MDMA, better known as the illegal drugs ecstasy and molly that fueled all night dance raves have become an uh, unlikely source of 
uh, treatment for PTSD for combat veterans, first responders, and victims of sexual assault and mass shootings, among others. They experienced significant relief from MDMA. In fact, two months after treatment, almost 70% of subjects who received MDMA together with talk therapy no longer qualified for a diagnosis of PTSD. Isn't that in incredible? The treatment involved three eight-hour sessions a month apart wow. during which patients ingested MDMA and processed painful memories and emotions in talk therapy. MDMA releases a powerful supply of serotonin and stimulates hormones associated with emotional bonding. The idea is that it helps patients be open in a way that enables them to connect well with therapists and work through their problems more quickly. I, well, I like it. For a long time, you know, this was a bone of contention among veterans and stuff that they didn't mm -hmm. want to use the stuff that the the, the VA, the Veterans Affairs people, mm -hmm. were uh, allowing them. So they were going underground and they were doing stuff like ecstasy, ah. doing um, marijuana and stuff, I mean, yeah. which was much more beneficial for, the, for them than the antipsychotics that they had to to Thank take you. if they wanted to keep their benefits. Maybe even crazier. Yeah. yeah. So this is fantastic. News. This is interesting. You know, they've been doing ketamine, intravenous ketamine for a oh, while yes. for yeah, depression. Now I did intravenous ketamine with the doctor's approval oh. for a while for some treatment. I did. And I think it, I think it helped me tremendously. So I don't know anything about, I've never done illicit. Uh -huh. So I don't know about ecstasy, but I think it's sort of a little bit in the same family. I mean, it, there seems to be something going on. I find this a really uh, interesting topic. They're and, doing uh, a lot of research now on um, on a lot of this, this, the psycho, like shrooms and MDMA. Yes, and yes. And I think a lot of that has been led by the, the legalization of marijuana. So I'm I all think so? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm very right. happy that there are other right. means of, 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 of seeking uh, wellness. I'm all for it. Oh, right. yes. Well, oh, yeah. And also, it's a treatment that's like, um, you go, you're not, it's not a chronic treatment. You don't have to take it daily. Right. You go periodically, you're supervised. Um, I find it, you know, a very interesting, very interesting. Yeah, and this is under a control therapeutic situation. It's not Correct. like you're just sparking it up whenever. Yeah, you're not going and hopping to a party. <laughs> it's right. not like that, right? Right, exactly. So this is fantastic. Yeah. And these are the these are the things that we have missed while our eye was on the COVID nineteen ball. Wow! <laughs> what a distraction! <laughs> so this is gonna be a great yeah. year, and next, I can't call it next year anymore. This year. Uh, 2022. <laughs> I know we have to now say 2022. Yeah, we will probably see the Happy legal New season. Year. This is exciting. Well, so we have happens, seen. Well, have we have weed. seen. We have a weed we, well, we already have legalization <laughs> in New York. Is it legal in New Jersey? I think it is. I have mixed feelings about that, but that's a different story. Oh, well, we're we're going to have that another day. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Wait for I'm, something I'm, to get legalized. So I'm curious. It's legal. Time. It is already legal. No, no, there, it's, it's, but we don't have real, the dispensary. We don't have right. dispensaries. Yet. We, we, we don't have dispensaries? No, no. We don't have the dispensaries. Yeah, there's a lot oh. to unpack there. Also, yeah. the fact that it's actually grown upstate, not necessarily. It is? Well, not in the cities. No, it's not, it's yeah. not being grown up here. Or, and it's know, not being grown in Columbia and flown or, in. So that's right. Yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah. it's it's grown up in the farm. So yeah. uh, at getting, one point I was talking about getting a farm yeah. upstate myself so that I could start. 
round oh, four. Yeah. Oh, yes, I'm very serious about Oh, yeah, about we're going to have the weed show. <laughs> <laughs> the weed. Well, that's all the time we have. All right. Happy New Year's again, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye. Yeah, bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Urban Health Weekly today. I hope you'll join me and my friends next week so you can stay informed and inspired to take control of your health. See you next time. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. It's official. Summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter. The days are getting longer. And your lawn is ready for some love. Get everything you need for a season spent outside with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. Manicure your yard to perfection with lawn care tools from RYOBI. Then get your garden going with vegetables and herbs from Bonnie Plants Harvest Select. Plus mulch and soil from Vigoro and EarthGrow. Get your lawn as ready as you are for summer in the sun. Feels like Memorial Day at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.